Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Let's talk running backs from a dynasty perspective next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to FFT in 5. I'm Chris Towers. I'm here with Heath Cummings. And we're talking some buy or sell running backs from a dynasty perspective. Make sure you listen to the full episode of Fantasy Football Today from Tuesday, where Heath had a great uh, dynasty-centric conversation. We're doing that every Tuesday on the full episode, so make sure you check that out. And Heath, let's talk about some running backs. We got you know rookie drafts coming up. People are going to start doing their, their startup drafts. I, I need to schedule my rookie draft for my dynasty league. I haven't done that yet because I'm a lazy and bad commissioner. But let's let's talk about a couple of running backs you're looking to buy right now uh, as the offseason continues. Yeah, specifically before we get started with camp, I think Zach Charbonnet and Antonio Gibson are both good buy candidates for like they're different stages of their career, obviously, but for similar regions. I, I think both of those players are going to have larger roles than the general community believes they are going to right now. There's been a lot of talk in Washington about Eric Bieniemy's new system and how screen centric it is. And if the Washington Commanders have a running back who's going to be running a lot of catching a lot of screen passes, that's Antonio Gibson. J.D. McKissick's not there anymore. I like Gibson more than Brian Robinson this year. I think you can get him for a number three or number four running back value easily for a second-round pick. I'd be happy to do that. And I would not be surprised at all if by the second half of this season, Zach Charbonnet is the most valuable running back on the Seattle Seahawks. I think he's probably better on passing downs. I think he's probably better on sh- in short yardage. Yeah, I I haven't put Gibson higher in my rankings, but that's something that I probably need to start thinking about because their usage of him as a pass catcher last season was a little bit disappointing, especially as the season went on. I thought he would have a bigger role, but obviously a different coaching staff might change that. And then Charbonnet, you know, the, the decision to draft him in the second round, his draft capital is not identical to Kenneth Walker, but it's very close. Walker was an early round, second round pick. Uh, Charbonnet more of a late second rounder, but you know, that addition, I don't know if you're going to have Kenneth Walker as a sell. I I think that's something that I would be looking to do still for dynasty, just because if nothing else, the addition of Charbonnet introduces uncertainty into that backfield at the start of the off season, we looked at Kenneth Walker and thought, man, this guy's the guy in an offense that really wants to run the ball. And now I think he'll be the lead back at least to start the season, but he was really inefficient last season. He was very, I don't want to say inefficient. He was very big play dependent, right? He 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 had a lot of hit or miss kind of runs. And, you know, if the Seahawks coaching staff wants more consistency, that's something that Zach Charbonnet could bring to the table. So, you know, I like him as a buy. I also think, you know, Kenneth Walker is someone that there still might be a sell opportunity here because while I think there's still a chance he becomes an RB1 for fantasy, there's also a chance that we're looking at him by week eight of this season having very little value for fantasy. Who are a couple other running backs you're looking to sell? Uh, a little bit lower than Walker, but similar idea. It's Alexander Madison. It's DeAndre Swift. I actually have them back-to-back at RB27 and RB28 in my dynasty rankings right now, and I do think that you can get some people to buy them as 
fantasy starters. Madison might be that for a year, could even be a low-end number two for a couple of years. But I think there's a bigger risk than people realize with a back who's not yet proven to be a full-time back in the NFL and probably is going to share more than Dalvin Cook did. This Vikings team, even if they don't share, were fourth highest in situational pass rate last year. Mm -hmm. They won 13 games. They still threw 670 passes. Dalvin Cook had 400 rush attempts, and or they had 400 rush attempts as a team. Um, and so I do think we'll see less rush attempts for the running backs, period, and Madison getting a smaller share of that. And then DeAndre Swift, like, it, there are so many different things that could happen in training camp to where that value gets sunk before he even plays a snap for the Eagles. And even once he does play a snap for the Eagles, I'm not certain that he's going to be particularly useful. Yeah, it, it's tough with both him and Rashad Penny because I could see them both having a lot of value in 2023 because that's a team that wants to use multiple running backs. That's also a team that has two lead backs, at least in Penny and Swift, who have had a lot of trouble staying healthy. You know, Penny, it was, uh, I believe, a broken ankle last season. That's a little different than the injuries he's had. But Swift, it's been kind of recurring ankle and shoulder injuries since he got into the NFL. And I believe he had a shoulder issue in college as well that he's been able to kind of play through, but hasn't really, you know, consistently played through it at 100%. And then, Madison, I mean, he's averaged 20 points per game in the six games that Dalvin Cook's missed since he entered the NFL. We know the upside's really high, albeit in a different offense, an offense that was much more run-centric, but he showed some pass-catching chops. He showed that he's not really that much different than Dalvin Cook as a player when he's gotten that opportunity. It's just it's a lot different doing that one game at a time, two games at a time, versus for a full 17 games. So that's the biggest question for Madison, at least from a redraft perspective. But I agree, for Dynasty, there's a decent chance that this is the the height of his value. So I, I think that's a decent call on on uh, selling Alexander Madison. That's going to do it for FFT and 5. We'll be back tomorrow to talk some breakouts. We'll see you then.